Today is the 16th day of January. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. It is great to be here with you today on the 16th day of the journey we are on. 16th day of 365, taking us in, well, taking us through this year, through life together this year and through all of the Bible together as we let the Bible speak into the life that we live this year. So it's good to be here with you. It's, uh, it's time to pick up where we left off. And that leads us back into the book of Genesis. And Jacob has, has fled from his uncle Laban. They have had a confrontation and made a treaty. Now Jacob has to turn forward to the direction he's heading in because his brother Esau is there. Esau is coming with 400 men and Jacob doesn't know what's going to happen. He's trusting in God. So let's pick up the story. Genesis chapter 32, verse 13 through 34, verse 31. He spent the night there and took part of what he had brought with him as a gift for his brother Esau. 200 female goats, 20 male goats, 200 ewes, 20 rams, 30 milk camels with their young, 40 cows, 10 bulls, 20 female donkeys, and 10 male donkeys. He entrusted them to his slaves as separate herds and said to them, Go on ahead of me and leave some distance between the herds. And he told the first one, When my brother Esau meets you and asks, Who do you belong to? Where are you going? And whose animals are these ahead of you? And tell him, They belong to your servant Jacob. They are a gift sent to my lord Esau. And look, he is behind us. He also told the second one, the third, and everyone who is walking behind the animals, say the same thing to Esau when you find him. You are also to say, look, your servant Jacob is right behind us. For he thought, I want to appease Esau with the gift that is going ahead of me. After that, I can face him and perhaps he will forgive me. So the gift was sent on ahead of him while he remained in the camp that night. During the night, Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two slave women, and his eleven sons and crossed the ford of Jabok. He took them and sent them across the stream along with all his possessions. Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he could not defeat him, he struck Jacob's hip socket as they wrestled and dislocated his hip. Then he said to Jacob, Let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. What is your name? The man asked. Jacob, he replied. Your name will no longer be Jacob, he said. It will be Israel, because you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, Please tell me your name. But he answered, Why do you ask my name? And he blessed him there. Jacob then named the place Peniel. For I have seen God face to face, he said, yet my life has been spared. The sun shone on him as he passed by Penuel, limping because of his hip. That is why, still today, the Israelites don't eat the thigh muscle that is at the hip socket, because he struck Jacob's hip socket at the thigh muscle. Now Jacob looked up and saw Esau coming toward him with 400 men. So he divided the children among Leah, Rachel, and the two slave women. 
He put the slaves and their children first, Leah and her children next, and Rachel and Joseph last. He himself went on ahead and bowed to the ground seven times until he approached his brother. But Esau ran to meet him, hugged him, threw his arms around him and kissed him. Then they wept. When Esau looked up and saw the women and children, he asked, Who are these with you? He answered, The children God has graciously given your servant. Then the slaves and their children approached him and bowed down. Leah and her children also approached and bowed down, and then Joseph and Rachel approached and bowed down. So Esau said, What do you mean by this whole procession I met? To find favor with you, my lord, he answered. I have enough, my brother, Esau replied. Keep what you have. But Jacob said, No, please. If I have found favor with you, take this gift from me, for indeed I have seen your face, and it is like seeing God's face, since you have accepted me. Please take my present that was brought to you, because God has been gracious to me, and I have everything I need. So Jacob urged him until he accepted. Then Esau said, Let's move on, and I'll go ahead of you. Jacob replied, My Lord knows that the children are weak, and I have nursing flocks and herds. If they are driven hard for one day, the whole herd will die. Let my Lord go on ahead of his servant. I will continue on slowly at a pace suited to the livestock and the children until I come to my Lord at Seir. Esau said, Let me leave some of my people with you. But he replied, Why do that? Please indulge me, my Lord. That day Esau started on his way back to Seir, but Jacob went to Succoth. He built a house for himself and shelters for his livestock. That is why the place was called Succoth. After Jacob came from Paddan Aram, he arrived safely at Shechem in the land of Canaan and camped in front of the city. He purchased a section of the field where he had pitched his tent from the sons of Hamor, Shechem's father, for a hundred pieces of silver, and he set up an altar there and called it God, the God of Israel. Leah's daughter Dinah, whom Leah bore to Jacob, went out to see some of the young women of the area. When Shechem, son of Hamor the Hivite, who was the region's chieftain, saw her, he took her and raped her. He became infatuated with Jacob's daughter Dinah. He loved the young girl and spoke tenderly to her. Get me this girl as a wife, he told his father. Jacob heard that Shechem had defiled his daughter Dinah, but since his sons were with his livestock in the field, he remained silent until they returned. Meanwhile, Shechem's father, Hamor, came to speak with Jacob. Jacob's sons returned from the field when they heard about the incident. They were deeply grieved and very angry, for Shechem had committed an outrage against Israel by raping Jacob's daughter, and such a thing should not be done. Hamor said to Jacob's sons, My son Shechem has his heart set on your daughter. Please give her to him as a wife. Intermarry with us. Give your daughters to us and take our daughters for yourselves. Live with us. The land is before you. Settle here. Move about and acquire property in it. Then Shechem said to Dinah's father and brothers, Grant me this favor and I'll give you whatever you say. Demand of me a high compensation and gift. I'll give you whatever you ask me. Just give the girl to be my wife. But Jacob's sons answered Shechem and his father Hamor deceitfully because he had defiled their sister Dinah. We cannot do this thing, 
he said to them, giving our sister to an uncircumcised man is a disgrace to us. We will agree with you only on this condition. If all your males are circumcised as we are, then we will give you our daughters, take your daughters for ourselves, live with you and become one people. But if you will not listen to us and be circumcised, then we will take our daughter and go. Their words seemed good to Hamor and his son Shechem. The young man did not delay doing this because he was delighted with Jacob's daughter. Now he was most important in all his father's family. So Hamor and his son Shechem went to the gate of their city and spoke to the men of their city. These men are peaceful toward us, they said. Let them live in our land and move about in it, for indeed the region is large enough for them. Let's take their daughters as our wives and give our daughters to them. But the men will agree to live with us and be one people only on this condition. If all our men are circumcised as they are, won't their livestock, their possessions, and all their animals become ours? Only let's agree with them, and they will live with us. All the men who had come to the city gates listened to Hamor and his son Shechem, and all those men were circumcised. On the third day, when they were still in pain, two of Jacob's sons, Simeon and Levi, Dinah's brothers, took their swords, went into the unsuspecting city, and killed every male. They killed Hamor and his son Shechem with their swords, took Dinah from Shechem's house, and went away. Jacob's sons came to the slaughter and plundered the city because their sister had been defiled. They took their flocks, herds, donkeys, and whatever was in the city and in the field. They captured all their possessions, dependents, and wives, and plundered everything in the houses. Then Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, You have brought trouble on me, making me odious to the inhabitants of the land, the Canaanites and the Perizzites. We are few in number. If they unite against me and attack me, I and my household will be destroyed. But they answered, Should he treat our sister like a prostitute? Matthew 11, 7-30 As these men were leaving, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed swaying in the wind? What then did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothes? See, those who wear soft clothes are in royal palaces. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you. He will prepare your way before you. Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, no one greater than John the Baptist has appeared. But the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been suffering violence and the violent have been seizing it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if you're willing to accept it, he is the Elijah who is to come. Let anyone who has ears listen. To what should I compare this generation? It's like children sitting in the marketplaces who call out to other children. We played the flute for you, but you didn't dance. We sang a lament, but you didn't mourn. 
For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, He has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Look, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is vindicated by her deeds. Then he proceeded to denounce the towns where most of his miracles were done because they did not repent. Woe to you, Chorazin. Woe to you, Bethsaida. For if the miracles that were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented in sackcloth and ashes long ago. But I tell you, it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon on the day of judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? No, you will go down to Hades. For if the miracles that were done in you had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until today. But I tell you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom on the day of judgment than for you. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and intelligent and revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, because this was your good pleasure. All things have been entrusted to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son desires to reveal him. Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, because I am lowly and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Psalm 14 A Portrait of Sinners for the Choir Director of David The fool says in his heart, There's no God. They are corrupt. They do vile deeds. There is no one who does good. The Lord looks down from heaven on the human race to see if there is one who is wise, one who seeks God. All have turned away. All alike have become corrupt. There is no one who does good, not even one. Will evildoers never understand? They consume my people as they consume bread. They do not call on the Lord. Then they will be filled with dread, for God is with those who are righteous. You sinners frustrate the plans of the oppressed, but the Lord is his refuge. Oh, that Israel's deliverance would come from Zion. When the Lord restores the fortunes of his people, let Jacob rejoice. Let Israel be glad. Proverbs 3, 19 and 20 The Lord founded the earth by wisdom and established the heavens by understanding. By his knowledge, the watery depths broke open and the clouds dripped with dew. Okay, so as we continue this journey through Genesis, we saw Jacob and Esau meet. Finally, Jacob was freaked out and we saw that pretty clear uh, imagery from the Bible today sending gifts ahead of him in different flocks and all this kind of stuff to diffuse any animosity that might be there and kind of separating himself so that 
if people started getting killed, the ones that he valued the most were in the back. That's just kind of how things were. They're going to be in the open country, and if they get attacked, they're going to have to run, and they need as much advantage as they can get. So it's just this weird situation where nobody knows what's going to happen. And so that night, Jacob wrestles with with an unnamed man until daybreak. And it's been lots of conjecture about who, who Jacob's wrestling with. Is he wrestling with God? Is he wrestling with his brother Esau? And there's been lots of debate about that. But they, they wrestle until morning. And Jacob won't let him go, even though his hip is out of socket. I won't let you go if you won't bless me. And so Jacob receives a blessing. And this is a huge moment in the Bible. Because Jacob didn't just receive a blessing. He received a a name change, an identity change. He's told, from now on you will be called Israel because you have fought with God and with men and have won. So, like, to this point, we've been knowing him as Jacob. Israel is a name we should recognize. Jacob had been blessed with 11 sons, and those were born to him by his two wives, Rachel and Leah, and their maidservants. And we'll see that he will eventually have a 12th son. But like before this night takes place, these are, these children are the children of Jacob. But after his name is changed to Israel, right? Then they're the children of Israel. And so the sons and daughters of these sons will have sons and daughters and it will continue on for generations and they will become a people. The tribes of Israel, each named after the different son we got a long ways to go before we get to all that. And then in the Gospel of Matthew, we hear these words from Jesus, Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. And this word yoke, this is, uh, this is like rabbinical tradition. So Jesus being a rabbi, his disciples would be taking on his yoke, his teaching. They were teaching him, take this upon us. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. Ah, that is, that is a comfort to my soul to know that there's a place to turn because we all face, we, we face things like what we saw with with Jacob, roads that we do not understand, paths that we do not know what is coming against us, and we're unclear. We go through times when it feels like we are wrestling with God. And so to find that in the Bible is helpful. It's how our heart is postured in these times that shows us where our faith is. If our faith is in Jesus, then he has offered something extraordinary that we don't have to navigate our lives trying to avoid hardship and anxiety. These things come to everyone from time to time, but we, we can find rest no matter what is going on. There is a place to turn. And that means if we follow the example of Jesus and walk in humility and gentleness of heart, then we're walking the path that we're supposed to be on and we will find rest for our souls. And so, Father, there it is. It's as clear as day for us. 
we can trust in you and find rest for our souls, or we can use you as an add-on in emergencies and continue to navigate our own strategy of making life work, which, which doesn't work. And so, Holy Spirit, come. There is rest for our souls available. Taking your teaching upon ourselves, walking with you, understanding you, becoming like you. Transform us, Holy Spirit, into the likeness of our Savior Jesus, we ask in his name. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com That is home base. It is the website. It is where you find out what's going on around here. And the Daily Audio Bible app does that as well. Just search for Daily Audio Bible in the app store that works with your device. And check out the different sections like the Daily Audio Bible shop. There are resources available in the shop like the Daily Audio Bible journal and all of the Blackwing pencils and the stuff that I love to journal with is all in there. Just It's fun to have the right tools for the job and it's important to journal our way through the scriptures. Uh, like we saw, uh, I think it was yesterday when we were reading in the Bible, this mound of stones being built up, right? Laban and Jacob, they're piling up these stones and then they say that these stones, they, they represent something that no one will go past that stone to harm the other person, that this stone will be a witness and that they would make a covenant so that they could remember whenever they passed by that way and saw that pile of stones, that they could remember this covenant. They could remember what happened there. We get those kind of reminders in the Bible all the time to remember what happened there. And maybe we don't pile rocks up now. And maybe we're not wandering around as much as they were then. But maybe writing things down is a modern way of remembering what God has done. And as we go through this year, writing it down, every time there's something for us that comes from the scriptures, writing it down, all of a sudden we create something that we can turn to, to remind us of what is true of ourselves and in our story. So we definitely encourage journaling around here and those resources are available in the Daily Audio Bible shop. So check that out. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, thank you humbly. We can't have a global campfire if we're not all in this together. And so thank you. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the give button in the upper right hand corner. Or the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996. Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app. That's the little red button up at the top. Or you can dial 877-942-4253. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Hi, family. All in for Leo and the Lamb today. Um, this is Beloved in Bakersfield. So I just wanted to pray Proverbs 3 over you, my friend and my brother. Um, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not leave standing. 
In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be a healing to your flesh and a refreshment to your bones. Father God, we thank you for Leo, and um, as he is completing this nursing program, we pray that he would gain the knowledge um, throughout this program to serve um, patients well and with a great um, love and detail um, each day with you. Um, may his hands that touch these patients just be a healing balm. Um, Lord, we just pray for continued um, endurance. We pray for protection against um, any uh, sexual impurity. Um, um, anything Satan's going to try to to bring him down and distract him, Lord, we pray that he would continually and daily seek you in your wisdom, that he would um, lay down um, anything him from you and um, ultimately keep him um, distracted and uh, just in division from you, Lord. We want complete wholeness in you and um, a deep dependence and walk with you, Lord. So we just pray that he seek you in all that he does. Uh, again, we praise you for his life. We praise you for um, how you have worked miraculously in him with his narcolepsy as he has found dependence in you and um, sought your scriptures. Um, how and so lord we just pray over um his future hi dav family this is louisa from fargo i just want to ask prayers for my case managers let i was informed that my case manager wasn't able to meet with me at our usual appointments because her little one-year-old diagnosed with cancer so I'm just wanting to ask for prayers for her and her family for healing for this little one praying that God will comfort her and her husband as they deal with this illness of their little child i just want to say thanks to all of you for your prayers for him I, it's greatly appreciated thank you good morning dear my name is lovelyn and i'm calling in from france calling in to pray for a brother that called that her sister in her early 30s lost her husband on the morning of December 31st, and she has two beautiful children, and he's from Cameroon. And brother, I, I, my heart is broken. I know how it feels. I, I can't imagine how it feels. Early 30, I lost your your husband. Oh, our sweet God, we lift up our sister. Lord, you're the only one that can comfort her. You're the only one that can encourage her. You're the only one that can speak peace to her heart at this time. We hand her over to you and we pray that, Lord, may she find comfort, find, may she find peace under your shadow in the name of Jesus. Lord, speak to her heart. We don't know what to say. We don't know the right word to use. But, Lord, you see us all. You are our heroi, the Lord. 
that sees us, the Lord that sees her. You know exactly what she's passing through. You know exactly how she feels. Lord, we pray that you comfort her. Give her the right words for this situation in the name of Jesus. And we pray for the family. We pray for the for everyone surrounded that she will be surrounded by. Lord, let your hands of mercy be upon them to give her the right comfort in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray for the children. Lord, the right way to carry these children along is what we ask for. Lord, may your name be highly glorified in this situation. And for the brother that called, we pray that the cause comfort will be upon the, you, your family, and the rest of your family. How African tradition can be. Virgil from South Korea, this is God's Life Speaker. I heard you on the 11th day of January's podcast and the sad news of your sister who's in her early 30s with a two losing her husband. And now the funeral, which by now maybe is already over and that's behind everybody, but just the traveling, the preparing of you. How in the world are you going to support your sister and help walk through this with her and the cultural differences because you are from other than South Korea. So. The first thing that came to mind is our God reigns. Our God reigns and he reigns in the lives of those who are hurting, who are surprised. He is not surprised. Our God knew before time began. This would be part of your sister's story, yours too, because you're an uncle to these two young children. So Father God, we just praise you. You are worthy of our praise. And even though in the circumstances, we don't you for these circumstances at this time, Lord, but we thank you for the blood of Jesus because in our lowest of lowest, that is the one thing we will always be able to give thanks for because we have eternal life, because we were worth it. Lord, wrap your arms around this family, around this young mama, May you go before her. May you show her the way. May you whisper to her. May she see your presence, feel it also. And may you give Virgil and give him strength and make him to be present also. We ask all these things in Jesus' name, amen.